0% finance, 100% confidence. With a 212 Volkswagen Atla Hartz Volkswagen Kilkenny, we have new car offers including low-age PCP finance on a range of models, including the all-electric ID3, the iconic Golf and the new Tiguan, along with service plans at $12.99 per month. Visit lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Volkswagen. Finance provided by Volkswagen Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply. With a look back over the weekend sport action, this is Full Time on KCLR with Eddie Scally. And you're very welcome to this week's edition of Full Time on KCLR. And what a brilliant weekend of sport we've had. The Irish soccer team getting a great result last night, winning 3-0 over in Luxembourg. Our rugby boys beating New Zealand 29-20. And of course, locally, we had some massive games in Carlow. We had the senior football final. I'll be chatting to Willie Quinlan later on about that. And in Kilkenny, we had a junior and intermediate final. And I'll be chatting to Michael Walsh. And of course, this weekend was the showcase weekend for Camogie in Kilkenny. And I'm delighted again to be joined, as always, by Anya to discuss it very, very quickly. Anya, obviously massive weekend Mm -hmm. for Camogie, but yourself, Martin and Lillian have a much bigger project ahead of you now. Oh God, I think, you know, the first round was nearly after starting in there, so uh, we'll be hoping it won't go on too much. Um, but yeah, you know, it's great. We've got the Come On Kind is going to be um, going out now tonight and it's going to introduce all the nomin- uh, all the nominees that we have for the team of the year. So it's going to be junior, intermediate and senior level. So it really is kind of giving every player that's been involved throughout the club championship this year a real scope and, you know, to get the nominations in there and to kind of maybe familiarise a lot of people with non-household names really at the start of it you know it, it has been, it's been very hard myself and Martin kind of went through the junior one there after the junior final on Saturday and you know it was tough <laughs> I'm not going to lie it was tough <laughs> to do it and you know we're kind of knuckling in now to doing the intermediate one the senior one but yeah it was a, such a feast at Camogie this weekend uh, Moonkine had a great win in the juniors Paul, our Bar Rangers had a great win in the intermediate and of course Dixborough there getting back their title from 2019 yesterday in the senior so a, a massive weekend of Camogie but you know we're down to the serious business now This is the fun though I love this because <laughs> what happens is that I've been caught for these things before is two people sitting in a room and you say do you know what we should do we should do a team of the year it'll be, it'll be great crack and yeah. it'll be so easy to do and then you say oh I'd have Eddie Scally a cornerback and then there's war yeah. it's, and that's pretty much <laughs> we're not even getting past the goalie <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the problem like I think this is what's going to happen but yeah do you know what it'll be interesting it was great. such a great idea at the time like um but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I have a feeling we're definitely going to have a couple of um, players that we're not going to agree on. Um, you know, I'll definitely want a couple of players that I'm familiar with in, and I'm sure Martin and Lillian will have their players as well. But yeah, listen, it'll be great crack. Um, you know, it's exciting and it's something new and it's something that's really, I think, going to promote Camogie on a whole new level. The amount of people that are talking about the podcast is crazy. Like, it's absolutely phenomenal and it's great. And everyone is kind of saying that it's brilliant that it's at such a local level as well because you know you hear about all the inter-county teams and all these all-star teams and you know it's great for the club players to be finally recognised No it's absolutely brilliant and fair juice to yourself and Martin you've been flying that flag all year podcast is going brilliant this is going to drop live at 9 o'clock Yeah I wouldn't be banging it bang on 9 o'clock but you've, you've a long long shift ahead of you here now you've two teams still to pick have you? Yeah two teams still to pick like, and we still have to go through the nominations as well and see, kind of you know, look through them and kind of get in for everybody that's been looking at the matches over the last couple of weeks to make sure that we have all those nominations in too um, you know Martin's fairly on the ball to be fair to him he has everything down to a T and he's all the names in and all the nominations um, the, how many times they've been nominated done up you know he'd be very precise 
place like that. Um, but yeah, so he's done a fair bit of work there. So now this is where the fun starts. I think Lillian's going to be in the middle of us now tonight trying to... Referee it. Referee it. And there could be a few slaps thrown inside there. So if you hear the place rocking, you'll know what's going and on. And will you review the three games from the weekend as well? Or is this solely down to picking the teams? This is solely down to picking the teams. You know, we've seen enough of them. Um, you know, I suppose, listen, to be fair, the county finals are obviously going to have a huge impact on who's going to be on the team of the year, if we're being honest, like as it is. But, you know, there is some players that mightn't have got to county semi-finals or county finals and they're going to be recognised as well because they you know they put in a great shift with the club this year so that's the aim anyway No, Anya absolutely brilliant I look forward to listening to that later yeah. on I wish you the very best of luck trying to get one over on Marcin I've yeah. been on the receiving end of a few arguments for him I haven't won any yet but best of luck to yourself Thanks Marcin and Lillian and of course that podcast will be dropping tonight at 9 o'clock there so anybody that has it wherever you listen to your podcast come on kind with Anya and Martin and Lily, Lillian stepping in tonight Lillian Houlihan and I'm sure they'll make a fair fist of picking two really, really, or I think two or three nominations in each of positions for the near senior and intermediate team. So a very exciting thing. I'm going to take a quick ad break there, but straight after the break, we'll be discussing all things rugby with Killian Lett. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartsVolkswagen.ie. And you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR. Well, on Saturday, at just after 3 o'clock, Ireland took to the field to take on the mighty New Zealand. 855,000 people were watching live on RTE when the full-time whistle blew, and there was 55,000 very enthused Irish rugby fans bet into the Aviva Stadium to see what was a very historic win for Ireland, 29-20 against the mighty All Blacks. And I'm delighted to be joined on the phone now by my good friend Killian Lett to review that game. Killian, you must have been absolutely thrilled. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm finally able to talk to you about something positive about rugby. Uh, Ireland showed, I suppose, the way it should be played. Um, played with great width, really used the ball. Like the first time in a long time, I've been really impressed with how how we actually played rugby. Uh, like our skill level was class, and we actually kind of beat the all. We outplayed the All Blacks, which is something I don't think I can ever say happened before. And like this is the third time we've beaten the All Blacks in our history. I know by the way you're saying it, this is the most impressive of them three victories. 100%. Like, we, I actually think the scoreline was pretty flattering to the All Blacks. Like, Ty Furlong's try probably could have been given. Like, again, Ty Furlong was, and Ron Keller probably made it just a defensive error um, for the New Zealand first try. Like, New Zealand didn't create a whole amount. Like, their try in the second half came from a, like, let's be honest, a, a good counter attack. Um, like I can't remember when I can say like New Zealand didn't really create that much against us, which is like really unheard of, especially for us. And when you, when you're sitting watching a game like that, Killian, I, I, I watched the game at home, and you were just—I don't know—it's just me, maybe, but I was always just expecting this burst from New Zealand. And even you know when we were getting in towards the end of the game, Joey Carberry hit a couple of monster—well, one monster kick. But yeah. around that time. You know, Breed said to me, "You know, we have this," and I was like, mm, I, "You know, we're winning by three points here. Like, this is New Zealand. It's not, you know, it's not a uh, some weak Italian side that we're playing here. This is one of the best teams yeah. in the world." You know, New Zealand. They did always. There was always a threat. You were always a bit nervous that New Zealand were going to hit us on the break. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, like, especially at half time, um, like you were a little bit worried that New Zealand were just going to click into gear, but. To be fair to them, like in the second half, first 10, 15 minutes, Ireland just came out and just, again, the game was essentially, let's be, well, it wasn't put to bed now, but they really just drove it on. And I suppose New Zealand, they kept talking about, oh, the New Zealand purple patch is going to come. 
but never really materialised just because Ireland were so, so, I couldn't believe how clinical they were. That was probably the biggest thing. And then, Killian, one of the things I want to touch on in the game itself, the, the Irish pack, particularly the front row, like, you know, yourself and myself are, you know, we're, we're big big fans of, of, of the Tyke Ty Furlong uh, fan <laughs> club here, so there's no question or doubt about our bias on this, but is it fair to say that we now have a front row that are probably three of the best front row rugby players in the world? Yeah, probably, could you say it's the best collective front row in the world? I don't know. What what Andrew Porter's doing there at the moment, that, he, that just needs to be put into context. Like, he's gone from loose head to tight, back to loose head, and then went back to tight head at the weekend. Like, that is like 75 minutes to play as a prop in different roles at the weekend was just, like... It's not like that needs to like really be appreciated and like Tyke Furlong is the best. I don't think we'll really appreciate how good he is either. I don't we won't see another prop like him in my opinion. And then Ronan Keller is really developing into a top class hooker. Like it's like in the game itself, like Kelleher, you know, his all round play as well, he's the player I have to say I've been most himself and Hugo Keenan are the two players that have impressed me most over the last couple of years, the way they've developed as players. Like, you, you know, and we'll concentrate on Keller here. He was, he was awarded man of the match, I think. Was he given man of the match on Saturday? No, Doris. Doris, I, Keelan Doris, I, sorry. I, I, yeah, I'd be... Yeah, they've been... Like, Ronan Kelleher, like, he was always brilliant around the park. His, like, great carrier, very solid and, like, D, good work rate. Um, but his darts probably would have been the thing that was always questioned. But the weekend, I think he only had one missed throw. Apart from that, they're exemplary. So it's, it's like he, he really is after development. I know he went on the Lions tour, but he's like he's really developed into like a really good hooker and something for definitely to like kind of that can be a nucleus of our team now going forward without doubt. And low there on the wing, it's defensively. I know he. he I seen a tweet from him at the weekend where he yeah. basically criticised the whole world for pointing out something that the whole world can clearly see that defensively he can yeah. be questionable at times he put in one absolutely maybe two absolutely uns- insane tackles you know like yeah he, well he, he helped I suppose you mentioned uh, Ronan Kelleher there and Hugo Keenan I think the player that really is so important to us going forward now is Caelan Doris um, I just think he's he's probably the close I know um, oh, Dan Levy was there for a season let's be honest maybe 18 months but I, I suppose we've missed the physicality uh, from Sean O'Brien finishing up, and I think Doris, Doris, and um, oh James Law in the first half, the turnover they got was just really had to swing a little bit of like keep the momentum with Ireland when New Zealand possibly could have got a decent counter attack. But as you said, Law took his try great. He's got a massive left foot, and like it, that's invaluable too. Like just from a, like a kicking up, like just it really helps you. He's got this kind of X factor and. I don't know, I suppose I've been critical myself in the past of, uh, say, lads that qualify after a couple of years, but to be fair to me, he probably justifies his position on the team now. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it's without question he does. And, I mean, the rules are there to be played. You know, the, the, yeah. you know, and people you'll hear people arguing that the whole time, but you're no different than New Zealand. Probably had a team, you know, fifteen All Blacks went yeah. down the field, and many of them were coming from the islands and stuff yeah. like that. So I think, you know, you play the ones that are put in front of you. Just coming off the the game side of it itself, Killian, um, 
you know, on on Saturday there was a lot of coverage from the game here on Casey Lord. There was a lot of coverage everywhere. You know, Joe Biden, the president of the United States of America, ringing the <laughs> Irish team hotel. You know, we have our own sports producer here, Robbie Dowling. He was horrified by the whole shenanigans, as we'll say, that went on after the game. And he was a pain yeah. to point out that we'd won a friendly and a glorified friendly at that. But these games are more important than friendlies, Killian. Uh, they are. I think, again, if you're looking realistically at it, it's definitely more important for Ireland than it is for uh, New Zealand. Um, like, as you said, up until three year, or up until was it four years ago, we'd never beaten them. Now we've beaten them three of the last four times we've played. It definitely seems to mean an awful lot more um, to Ireland. Um, it, it, how much can you really read into it Eddie last time we played them in, in a game that mattered they pumped us so like yes it's great to beat them um, but I, I think as Johnny Sexton said like, they have to kind of build from where they are at the moment and this this is the question I'm going to ask you because I rib you about this regularly and every time we get yeah. into a discussion about rugby it, to me it's just like Groundhog Day what happens is Two years before World Cup, we start gelling, we start producing, and next thing we look like, God, you know what? We're like we're ranked three in the world now this morning. I read. Yeah. So, if we keep going in the way we've gone in the same trajectory that we've taken for the last number of years, we'd be ranked one or two in the world going into the World Cup, and then we get knocked out in the yeah. quarterfinals. Is there a fear that we're peaking too early, or how are we going to stop that happening? We we definitely well sure in the last uh, four years ago, like we were number one in the world. Do you know what I mean? Um, so. I don't know, we do have this uncanny ability to peak when we don't need to be really peaking. Um, I, you hope now, because the coaching setup is different, like Mike Cass is, was, last year was his first year, like, I suppose the attacking patterns that they played with there the weekend, you hope that they're only going to improve, but that's, uh, uh, until you win the big one and until you get to the semi-final and get to a final in the World Cup, you, you can keep slagging me, do you know what I mean? Because, like, Everyone and the same old adage about Ireland. Like everyone loves the Irish, like they're great. And that, but until you win one, do you know what I mean? Like how really? What, what does Saturday mean, really? Let's be honest. And right now, green shoots. Are you seeing a lot there? Paul O'Connell gone into the backroom team as well. Are, are you seeing enough? You must be starting to get excited, or is it the hope that kills you with the Irish rugby team? <laughs> <laughs> you hope it's <laughs> always the hope, but like I, I, you think now, let's, if you're being very honest about it, uh, you have Paul O'Connell in there. Like he was an incredible operator for Ireland. Uh, like he's looking after the breakdown now. He's looking after the forwards, set piece. Like that's come on leaps and bounds. As I said, Mike Cash with the attacking side of things. You have to hope that we are definitely on the right road um, I, I'd be interested to see this weekend now against Argentina uh, I don't see Johnny Sexton playing this weekend so like who's our second choice 10 Johnny Sexton's history with injuries like he's out for six concern. weeks yeah do you know what I mean so like who comes in? Uh, you presume Joey Carberry like I, I, which was brilliant at the weekend to see him come on and I saw see him be like brave and take the three kicks and get all three of them do you know so He's very, very important to Ireland now going forward. I think Carberry, and then who's the other? Who's the third choice? Then, like, there's such a fall off at this moment in time. If Johnny Sexton isn't there, that's that's the real concern. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Argentina. The very last thing I will say to you, Ireland's best rugby player, Robbie Henshaw, was in the stands watching the game. Is he going to struggle to get back into the team? Don't think so. You think he'll get back in? Yeah, I think he's better, he's better than Bundyaki. Yeah, no, I, was just, I just thought it was interesting because I believe he's back to full fitness and maybe he isn't. Yeah, no, uh, look, Robbie Henshaw, like, you have to remember, like, Jack Cohn and Robbie Henshaw started all three tests in the summer for the Lions, like, they're, like, they're, like, they're brilliant, Robbie, like, we have an awful tendency, I think, in Ireland, like, to be prisoners of the moment and forget, like, what, like, Robbie Henshaw, the last time he was playing, was playing for the Lions and doing very well for the Lions against South Africa, do you know what I mean? So, like, in my eyes, he comes... Maybe he doesn't come straight back in, but he's definitely himself and Gary Ringrose are two best centres. No, fair enough. Killian, on that note, I'll let you go and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks a million for taking my call. It was a great result for Ireland and hopefully we'll see many more over the next couple of years. Definitely. Brilliant. Thanks a million. That is, of course, Killian Lett there bringing us up to date on all things Ireland, New Zealand. Of course, Ireland with an emphatic 29-20 win over the All Blacks at the weekend. As I said to you earlier, in the soccer, Luxembourg ran out, were beaten 3-0 by the Republic of Ireland. Just to bring you up on some basketball scores, IT Carlo were beaten 93-62 by Limerick Celtics and the Marble City Hawks won 53-49 against Swords Thunder at the weekend. We're going to take a quick ad break there and when we come back, we'll be talking all things Kilkenny Hurling. Full-time on KCLOR, with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. And welcome back to Full Time on KCLR. We're going to switch our attention to all things hurling in Kilkenny. And this weekend in Nolan Park, we were treated to a junior county final and an intermediate county final. Munkoyne versus Tullaher in the junior and Glenmore versus St. Lactons in the intermediate game. And one man who got to watch both games for us live on KCLR on the radio was, of course, our own Michael Walsh. Michael, good evening. Good evening, Eddie. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. And yourself? Not so bad, not so bad. Uh, Michael, we'll start by talking to you about the junior game. Munkoyne, 3.19 to 3.11 winners, but, you know, I was at the game early in play, you, you know, it was hard to see that scoreline. Yeah, Tuller got off to an incredible start. Um, they really went at them and their, their main man, the like Walter got a brilliant goal. They led by 1.62 points at one stage and Munkoyne looked an awful bother. But then these water breaks have a great um, way of leveling out things and uh, management teams can set their team. And Munkheim brought an extra body around the middle of the field and the, the game turned really. From there, they really took on uh, the mantle and they were absolutely brilliant from there to the finish. As good as the space you'll see from any team. Um, Michael, just, just on it, there was two incidents in the game that that I kind of wanted to just ask you about. Walter, when he scored yeah. the goal, he shipped a heavy knock after, like literally in that moment yeah. when he was scoring the goal. He, yes. That knock seemed to put him on his back for most of the game. I'd say he picked up an yeah, injury it was in incredible. that. Uh, yeah, I, I found that incredible as well. He looked after that incident to be absolutely labouring. Then he'd get a ball and he'd go solo running along with it and you think he's okay again, but he definitely uh, didn't show the same energy after that knock as he did before. So... I think there must have been something there, but it was a big blow to Tuller, obviously. They depend a lot on him. And then the water break, Michael, you kind of touched on it there now as well, but the water break itself, you know, it's still here. Hopefully it's going to be gone soon. But you take the way Tullerher were tearing into to, 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 to Munkoyne up to the water break. At the water break, Munkoyne, because they're the team in decline, have a minute to fix that. Tullerher's management team, you would imagine, are saying, keep doing what you're doing because that's working. Yeah. And then you go out a minute later, the opposition have completely changed the way they've set up. As you said, Munkoyne dropped the player back out to midfield. They really are yeah. momentum changers, aren't they? 
No, they are. And look, if you go back through the history of them since they started, it's always the same. Uh, nine times out of ten, I'd nearly say, and that's a huge figure to say, but it just seems to be that things are settled, and they use that minute, they're anything but water breaks, and they use that minute to get, even if you look at Limerick and Senior Hurling, they're always uh, coming back after water breaks, and they seem to be a new team. But yesterday, definitely, Munkine spotted the problem. They brought out an extra man, but Tullaher, for some reason, for about ten minutes, left two men spare. I couldn't, you know, that was the part I thought. They've lost the momentum there. Now, they got it back just before half-time. But that was only uh, a cameo, I think, because Mulcahyne were, were really moving then, and the nerves were gone, and they're a young team, and they just, geez, they were brilliant in the second half. I thought they were very, very good now. And and the Mulcahyne team, I suppose, the players I kind of circled myself watching the game, Pa Walsh uh, gave an exhibition yeah. again, Killian Hoban in the corner, I thought he was very, very good. But but Paul Hennerby at centre-back for, for, for Mulcahyne, he seems to pull all their strings, Michael. He was brilliant, uh, really, really good. Um, but they had loads of athleticism around that area. Their midfielders, their centre forward, Martin O'Neill, Sean Gannon, Martin Gannon. They, I thought they were just so good. But I'm telling you, if you look at their, their brilliant goal they got, first goal they worked it up the whole length of the field, and it just showed what kind of uh, fitness levels they had in the way they, they just took off, and then every player knew what to do. But look at uh, you know Tuller will. Also, being more the fact that they had fourteen boys and then and, and had four. Yeah, and it is unfortunately when you look at the stats on that fourteen wides versus four. But Munkine deserved winner anyway of the the junior championship favourites from very early yeah, in the totally, year. Totally, and a good young team coming, and I think they'll do well at intermediate level as well because they'll get great confidence, and as I said, they'll, they'll bond together as a group, and then they'll certainly they'll certainly do well. I think. Into the second game, Glenmore against St Lactans again. St Lactans got the start on Glenmore. Yeah, it was, it was amazing, and it's kind of been that way in a lot of matches over the weekend. You look at the tip final, the Dublin final. Teams have got starts in other teams, but uh, as we know now in Hurling, there's no league big enough. Um, Freshwards put James Maher and Owen Murphy. It seemed to be a great call in the first 15 minutes. James Maher ruled the rules. He scored three unbelievable points. But I felt not only in that duel, but in the myself, a huge incident came just about 20 minutes, I think it was, where Owen Murphy won probably a ball that was 70-30 against him and pulled over the bar and from there to the finish he just gave an exhibition I actually felt over all the years I've seen Hurling this year in the county that he's probably been uh, the standout player in, in intermediate or senior and, like, it's, it's kind of this conundrum he's without question in my opinion he's the best, goal, <laughs> best goalkeeper in Ireland so you can't yeah. really consider him for outfield but no no <laughs> There's, there's, there's no point. No, I wouldn't. I, I just think it's a different, <laughs> it's a different ball game. And look, they might try it. They might have a look at it. But he's valued to Kenny, and that's not being dis- disrespectful to the other goalies involved. His value to Kenny as a goalkeeper is, is is huge, and I certainly wouldn't even be thinking about that. But at that at the club level, he's just an outstanding centre back. And in fairness to Glenmore, they have a top class young goalie. I'm very, very impressed with him. Not much said about him, but I thought his handling yesterday and in the semi final against Thomastown was top class. And he made a very good save from a very hard ball in the first half from a line ball. And so they have a top-class goalie, but I just think at the higher level, you just said that he's the best goalie in the country, so why, why change him? And Ger Aylward, before I, before I let you go, again, another big performance from Ger for, for Glenmore yesterday. Yeah, the Glenmore management, very strong management team. They pulled a good stroke. Ger retired from Inter-County and they decided that he would, they would put him in, make him captain. To put him in full forward, made him captain, and just seemed to give him... You know, revitalised him, I suppose, being away from the county as well. He probably got that extra bit of rest and stuff. And his body was probably in a better situation. And uh, again, all year, he's, apart from his scores, his work rate was exemplary. And 
you know, he was a fitting captain for Glenmore and, and, and sure, obviously he has many more years to give to that club. And, you know, like, like Munkine, I think Glenmore will be very strong at senior level. And that was the last question I was going to ask you. You think you think Glenmore, they'll, they'll take that step up to senior in their, in their stride? Yeah, I, I, look, it's not easy. And the seniors are getting tougher every year because you have young teams like Liz Downey came up last year and did very well. Baddy Callan are beginning to improve every year. Tuller Rowan are improving. But they're up there with anyone. I think that they have so many good players. Like we, we talk about the Murphys and Gerald Ger- Ger- but they have so many other good young players that are going to be very, very good supporters for them. And I think they do very well, yeah. And just the last thing I'll say to you, Michael, the, the crowd in Nolan Park yesterday, I wouldn't think it was very far off the senior final. I, I, was, I was surprised to see such a big crowd at the two games yesterday. Yeah, no, it was great to see it. It was absolutely great to see it. And I just think, like, it's, it's like everything that... You know, they were deprived, people were deprived so much of it. And uh, actually, the senior final was probably a bit disappointing in the fact that, you know, I suppose it was live on telly as well. But yesterday, huge crowd there. And, and you know, it, it, people are just just so glad to get to see some action. And they're glad to get outdoors. And look, they, look we all missed it. So we were looking enough to be able to keep going through it, I suppose. But you missed the crowds. There's only when the crowds came back, you realize how much you missed them, really. So I think people are just mad to go to, to matches and hopefully, please God, <laughs> long may it continue. Fingers crossed, Michael. No, listen, Michael, thanks a million for taking the call this evening. I'm sure the next time I'll hear you on the radio, I'll be calling Mount Leinster Rangers, probably against Ballyhale Shamrocks, is it? Yeah, well, hopefully. I think that's going to be on Sunday week now, so uh, that should be a great occasion and, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a great derby match. And uh, we look forward to that, please, Scott. No, fingers crossed. As always, Michael, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for taking the call this evening. Thank you. Thanks, Eddie. Take care. Bye-bye. That is, of course, Michael Walsh, who was there yesterday as the expert analyst with Brendan Hennessy for the first game, I think, and Adrian Ronnie Ronan for the second game. We're going to take our final ad break there, and when I come back, it's going to be all things football in Carlo. Full-time on KCLOR, with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahardsvolkswagen.ie. And you're very welcome back to the last 15 minutes of full time with myself, Eddie Scally, here on Casey Lore. Just some breaking news for you in other sports in horse racing. Bob Ollinger, one of the most exciting horses in training at the moment, looks set to make his novice chase debut this Saturday at Gorham Park over two mile four. Was due to run at the weekend and was withdrawn due to a stone bruise. But Henry de Bromhead has reported that the horse is in fine fettle today, booking around and looking good. So all things going well, we'll get to see another world superstar in Bob Ollinger in Gorham Park at the weekend. And also in Camogie, hugely progressive news, the Camogie Association, that their sponsorship, media rights, procurement and all commercial activity will be run by the GEA for the next three years. So this is probably looking at the beginning of a partnership that everybody has been screaming for between the Camogie Association and the GEA, which would be great if it could happen. Now, joining me on the line, I'm delighted to be joined by Willie Quinlan. Willie, cracking game yesterday in Carlow between Raffili and Airog. Evening, Eddie. Yeah, probably probably one of the best we've seen in a number of years, Eddie, because it, it everything, plenty of scores, you know, I mean, some, some fantastic tackling. Um, obviously, there was a bit of nerves in it, a couple of wides early on from both teams, but it, we just had everything, and uh, the, the best team won in the day. You could see they were um, possibly just the hungrier, they were fresher, they looked a little bit fitter. Aerog looked to be a little bit flat-footed, and still had their chances, still well, well in the game in the last 10 minutes, had a chance of a goal. To go to go level, and the Robbie Malloy actually made a great save to 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 keep it out, and that would have brought them back level. They got another a free that would have put them a point up. But in fairness to Raffili, dug deep again, got the ball down the other end, and scored a goal to finish off. Raffili ended up two twelve to one ten. 
And like Willie, to be fair, you know, Ratfilly would have been going in there as underdogs against uh, Aero Oak. Now, I spoke to you last week and you said that you felt that this was going to be a one-score game, going to be very, very tight. But, you know, the weight of expectation would have been on Aero Oak going into this match uh, yesterday. Yeah, and I, I think not not only that, Eddie, but I think that the Roy was off the ball because I think there was a lot of talk of meeting the Loud champions. There was a lot of talk of Loud and then meeting the Wexford champions and we were staying away, the right side away from Dublin, Kildare. And if you won two matches, you were in the semi-final in Cork Park. Even though, even though it's probably only around the team, it does feed into a team. And they just seemed to, they didn't reach the heights this year that they have been in the last four years. In fairness, they're on the road a long time. They've had four in a row, but you could see yesterday they were really so so flat. I mean, the nor- the players that that normally stand up just didn't stand up in the day, and Raffili were were the better team. But it was a big surprise to, to to some people, but not to me. I've seen it coming all year because they were beating teams by playing maybe for ten minutes in a game. In the county final, you must play for sixty minutes, and they just just couldn't reach those heights yesterday. And- like, you know, Willie, because I see like yesterday Corrafin lost their title in, in Galway, the All-Ireland Champions, you know, beaten by Mount Bellew, my lock, like no one probably seen that coming. Um, you know, Gary Castle, my own club at home in Westmead, drew it St. Lomans. We would have been big underdogs going into that game, unfortunately, we didn't see it out. But like, they, they kind of, I don't even know what the right, right word for it is, but sometimes when you're kind of overwhelming favourites going into a game and... It, You've said it yourself that there was a lot of kind of people in in Carlo. Anyone I'd spoken to had said it to me. You know, this this could be our old year. They've they've the right side of the draw. Everything is going right. But you actually feel that 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 actually can filter into the team and your mindset that no matter how much your management team tell you, you need to be up with this at a hundred percent. That sometimes players can be you know a little bit just too relaxed going into a game. Yeah, without a doubt, a little bit complacent. I suppose is the word. And I listened to. I'm not sure about yourself. But there was a show on during the week. And whoever was on along with you or, or with somebody else was saying, uh, Aerog, overwhelming favourites, it should be a good game. Don't get me wrong, Rafili are a great team, but expecting Aerog uh, to, to be there or Rafili to be there for the first 50 minutes and Aerog to run away with it. And I was thinking, I don't think so. If you've been watching, I mean, we covered all the games, Eddie, over the, over the year, and Aerog just never reached the heights that they, that they have been doing over the last couple of years. They were very flat, you know, on the day. They're big players. It definitely complacency, definitely look to me. And players will tell you, oh, no, no, we weren't complacent. We weren't this, we weren't that. I've been there in dressing rooms that guys, you think you're only a matter of turning up. It doesn't happen. Our minors on the Saturday, which would be, they were beating teams, Eddie, by 20 points during the year. They were really outstanding. It looked like they were going to go into an easy final, but they struggled on Saturday. They were losing four points to three at half time. Now, they got it back together and for about seven or eight minutes in the second half to kick six points in a row and that's what pushed them out over the line but uh, you won't do that in a senior game because Raffili didn't allow them to do it Raffili were fitter they were in front uh, all over the field it wasn't just one or two positions Raffili I think Aero got their matchups wrong Aero, or Aero got them wrong Raffili got them right and uh, you could see it all through we struggled in our full back line um, Brian, Brian Murphy definitely man of the match he scored 1-8 or he did freeze but he was fouled for a lot of the freeze that he was taken down for So, and he's been doing that all year if you if you looked at Raffili and you said if we take Brian Murphy out of the game we take away a lot of their scoring power he scored 10 points in the semi-final 9 points in the previous match before that in the quarter-final so he was their go-to man but Aero just couldn't they, they couldn't uh, get a man in front of him because Raffili actually went for Aero they pushed on 
you know, right up for the for the kickouts, they were going man for man. They actually overturned Airog five in a row for Airog kickouts, which is not like Airog. And on the day, they just ran out uh, convincing winners. And of course, Eric Malloy got a late goal there as well in that game. Uh, came on as a sub, I think, and he got it, he got the late goal. I think was it. He did indeed, and he had come on the, the previous day. Eric would have played a lot of soccer in his time, and he's back playing football. And a huge uh, addition to the Ratfilly uh, lineup as well. He carried carried a lot of ball yesterday. Gone, you know, when he came in, in made a huge difference. Did get a, a a great goal in the end, and that just pushed him out to the five points that they needed in the end to to win two twelve to one ten. And next up for Ratfilly is the Low Champions. I'm sure you're giving Ratfilly a squeak in that. I mean, you'd have to, if Airog had it in the mind that they're thinking, you know, it's, it's only Loud and Wexford, then we can get to a, a semi-final and anything can happen, then why, why not Raffili think that? Raffili beat, beat a good Airog team yesterday, albeit they weren't at their, their best yesterday, but they made them look bad at times, they made them look like they, they were an ordinary team. So if Raffili should get a lot of confidence out, out of yesterday's game, they have some very good very good players, their backline is after really stepping up in the last couple of months, they were overturned in the Championship of 2020 that was this year Airog beat them but since then they're really after improving they're after tightening up and uh, they, they looked the better team yesterday on the day you'd have to give them a big shout next Sunday Eddie No, fingers crossed and I'm sure I'll be talking to you about that game next week after Ratfilly hopefully do beat the Loud team we'll, we'll wait and see Willie as always it was actually I really enjoyed the commentary yesterday listening to the game um, with, with yourself and, and Brendan and I can't think of the other man's name you might help me there yeah, yeah, uh, Bernard Horan. Yes, the tree there. It was uh, genuinely, and I'm not just saying that either. To be nice, it was it was it was a really good commentary, and and, and you made that yeah, game for really, someone at home. It was, it was really exciting, Eddie. Even though even though the, the result of it, like obviously, I was very disappointed being an Aerog man, but it was so exciting to watch. It had everything in it, and it was end to end. The game there was always there was always something happening in the game that kept us on our toes, kept us watching, and uh, they're the kind of games that you really enjoy noon. Yeah, well, I can I can honestly tell you that it, it definitely came out through the speakers in my house. Anyway, listening to the game, you, you, you brought it to life for me. So I must say, Jews, and congratulations to the three on a brilliant commentary as well. Thanks very much, Eddie. Thank you. That's brilliant. As always, Willie, thanks a million for taking the call, and I look forward to speaking to you in the next couple of weeks. Great, thanks Eddie. That is of course Willie Quinlan and as I said to you, if you do get a chance and you listen back on Scoreline there, you will get to hear the commentary of Air Og and Rathfilly and it was an absolute joy to listen to the lads. That's all I've got time for on this week's full time. It was an action-packed show. Thanks a million to Anya who came in to have a quick chat with us about Come On Kind. Anyone that listens to your podcast, download that Come On Kind. It'll be there tonight. The nominations for this year's Camogie Club Players of the Year in Junior, Intermediate and Senior. Thanks a million to Killian Lett on All Things Rugby. Michael Walsh for the Hurling. Willie who was talking to me on the football and Owen Carey who's trying to keep me completely in check. He's up next with Fully Loaded and I'm back next Monday night. At La Hart Skoda Kilkenny, we have 0% PCP finance on a range of models of new Skodas for 212. Yes, that's 0% for a limited time only. With service plans from 12.99 per month, now is the time to order your new 212 Skoda at La Hart's. Visit lahart's.ie or call 056-7704-700 to find out more about our great offers. Finance provided by Skoda Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply.